Hello. Welcome to another Trigger Proof Transmission. We got a spicy one today. I have a topic and then I just ask myself a few questions, do a little bit of research and look at my client calls and poof. Um, you have some information, some content that if you feel you're the codependent in relationships, that you're the needy one, that you consistently are attracting the same type of person again and again and again, that is emotionally unavailable, that pulls away from you, that doesn't choose you, that doesn't call you back, that doesn't text you, or you're in a relationship with somebody like this. You're married to somebody like this and you're constantly feeling this sense of loneliness even if you're alone, even if you're within a relationship. This transmission is for you. I've pretty much unpacked it and figured it out. It's not, it's a simple answer, but it's not easy. Very few are willing to do what it takes. Most, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to tell you this information and if you resonate with it, you're going to get highly triggered. That's a sign. Whenever I'm, I'm teaching something and you are noticing that your body is reacting like you want it, you're pissed off, what's happening is there's a truth there that uh, you might not want to face. Well, you're not likely going to want to face it because it, it involves accessing feelings that you've done everything in your life to try to avoid. And I'm saying you because it's what's personal to you is universal to all of us. And so the good news is, is that this can heal and everything can change. But if you've been dealing with um, this kind of a pattern, let me know. Is this relationship like this? Are you in, stuck in the middle of one? Um, this whole community of trigger proof is really about taking responsibility for our, our nervous systems, essentially. And is with the understanding and awareness that the people around us who are creating such an internal disruption, it's not, most of us have been led to want to label them and judge them and diagnose them and they're alcoholic and he's a this or he's a that. And these are usually justifications that we assign so that we can justify why we're not able to be self-loving around them. We're not able to be resourced around them. That that being around certain people, I'm going to label them toxic. Oh, that person is toxic. The fuck does that mean even? It just means that they have a dysregulated nervous system, that they are at the effect of their wounds. Guess what? If you're unable to see through them and their wounds and you're not able to hold space for them without enmeshing, without pulling your emotions into them, you're just as wounded. I don't want to use the term toxic because that's just kind of like a, a, a label that we love to throw on social media to absolve us from the responsibility of healing our own wounds. We would, we would rather, hey, you work on my son. My son's got this problem. My daughter has this problem. Can you fix them? Can you fix my partner? They need fixing. God, those are the those are the people that send me messages in my inbox and I just I just feel for them because they are those types of people are running a blind spot. Uh they uh we can't we would rather 
uh, blame other people than to take responsibility. So this episode, this transmission is really about helping you take responsibility. Not fault, not blame, but responsibility. Responsibility so that you can then be the designer of your life. So that you can then create relationships, you create relationships because of the space in the container that you've become, you're able to uh, attract, you're able to create relationships that are nourishing, that are based on healthy interdependence rather than codependence, that are based on mutuality rather than codependency rather than uh, mutuality, rather than inequality, where you're constantly feeling drained, you're giving, 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 and then complaining, oh, I put everybody else first. Why is it, what about me? And then you then end up becoming resentful and going through this cycle. Let me know if what I'm saying is resonating with you. <coughs> but this transmission is specifically for you if you have been having challenges uh, with attracting unavailable people emotionally. Let me know if that's you, if you've had that pattern. If you're, are you, the question that I have is, are you noticing it happening again and again and again? Same guy, different haircut. Same girl, different haircut. Always taking advantage of you. Always um, making promises but never delivering. Constantly feeling, am I chosen? Like, what about me? Like texting and just wondering, you know, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Showing up as an insecure, uh, uh, anxious, attached style relationship, which is not a bad thing. It's just an ad adaptive form of trauma, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But this, this post, this message is for those people, broken promises. Exactly. And then you end up being the victim again and going, why isn't this person and nobody's emotionally available to me okay great so this is for you are you ready and prepare to be triggered because that's what I do uh, because I tell the truth I'm telling you the truth and nothing w is more triggering to your nervous system than exposing one of your incongruences or inauthenticities and exposing a truth is very scary to your nervous system in fact You'd rather not. In fact, you'll go to great lengths to hide from the truth, hiding, pretending. <laughs> and then you wonder why your life and your relationships fall apart. You hit middle ages. Your health is not good. Uh, relationships are inauthentic. Your kids don't want to hang out with you. People in your life are responding. People in our life are responding to our inauthenticities completely. Children are especially sensitive to our bullshit. I have an interesting uh, situation. Yesterday, I just realized, you can see it on my Instagram, actually. If you go at Dr. Nima on my Instagram, check out the story I just posted earlier. I'm holding Dominic, two-week-old two infant. He's here, and he's kind of unsettled. And I check my phone, and I'm scrolling through social media, and he starts to... I'm like, okay, I put the phone away and I pay attention to him. Now, he can't even see me. His eyes don't even lock into mine. So he's kind of away. All he can feel is my presence. And all of a sudden, as soon as he feels my presence, ah, he relaxes. I'm like, holy crap, that, that was interesting. 
Oh, okay, let me just go back to my phone. And I start going back to my phone within about 10 seconds. And I haven't done anything. I haven't moved him. The only thing that's different is my presence. And I just realized the huge lesson, and he's teaching me new shit every day and w about the universe. He just taught me today, yesterday, he just taught me that my attention and my presence is very powerful. And my lack of attention and lack of presence is felt. And same with yours. It's the exact same with you. So... You'll notice if you find yourself in these patterns of attracting emotionally unavailable people, you're going to notice, because I noticed this big time in these types of people, and I'm now I'm observing it because people who come into our programs and we work on the up intimacy upgrade are now are in it because they're like, I want to look at this. I want to change it. I want to actually feel into the triggers and understand and see it in a community and have this conversation go holy crap that's what I do too wow I show up that way and then we get into conversations and then we have difficult conversations with our loved ones and then we come back and we discuss it and we unpack it so that by the end of it you can show up and take off your mask and say hey this is how I am this is how I feel have compassionate but firm boundaries and say this is what I'm available for and this is what I'm not have self-worth so to be able to say this is what I want and these are my needs compassionately firm without this is what I want why don't you ever which is how we show up as children and victims in our relationships by the end of that, you've upgraded your intimacy and you're able to express your needs like a functional adult rather than show up like a wounded child or a adapted adolescent. And you'll notice this pattern, if that's you, the reason is, this is one of the things that I found that's very common. I'm going to unpack the three different layers and reasons why this is happening and then exactly what you're going to need to do. The first thing that I want you to just notice is one of the big key components of most people in this situation when they're telling me their story, I'm like, tell me what's going on. And guess what they do? All they talk about is the other person. In other words, whenever somebody in this situation, person who is constantly attracting emotionally unavailable people, when you tell them, when they reach out to me, to to help them with this problem I say tell me what's going on guess what they do I watch their language I watch their applications all they do is talk about the other person this is what he does and then he lied to me and then he this I think he's full of shit here and he's doing so and so and he's incongruent here and he's totally inauthentic and he's totally being a wounded child here and he's totally da 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 he 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 I literally had an email like this long from one of the ex-girlfriends of my clients who was just pissed off and emailing me out of concern for him she says I'm really concerned about Joe I'm really concerned about Frank I'm really concerned about Kevin alright the name doesn't matter but I'm really concerned about this person and basically uh, what's happened is that 
they are doing this, they say they're doing that, they're not telling you the truth about this, and this and this and this, and I tried doing so-and-so, but then he says this, and da-da-da-da, and like this long, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, not once did that person talk about themselves uh, in, in any other way except this innocent victim who's only trying to help, not really looking at why are you a perfect match for this emotionally unavailable man? That's the question you want to ask. Why am I, why, thanks to your help, I've been able to end a relationship that was causing me so much pain, I felt addicted to the drama and abuse. Absolutely. Actually, I'm going to talk about that. Why is this, and that was just after one overview experience, Tina. That was just after one overview experience. You found some strength, and then you declared your worth. Great. Imagine what would happen if you went all in to healing all of that. Imagine what would happen to your coaching. Could you really do coaching when and lead people to healing where you haven't lead them? You, you can't lead people where you haven't yet been. So I love working with coaches or especially aspiring coaches. You want to make sure you cleared your shit before you go out and trying to help other people. Just an FYI. I can tell, I can vouch for that. <laughs> so, um, essentially, um, Essentially, what I what I what I notice about that is that your attention is always on another. It's always on the other. Okay, so I want to give you some reasons why this is a pattern, why this keeps coming up, and then exactly the path to victory. What's the victory? A secure, attached relationship, one that feels like home, one that feels available. And the reason why you're attracting emotion, you're attracting emotionally unavailable people, is because based on the woundings that you have, you are attracted to emotionally unavailable people. Let me say that again: the reason why you're attracting them is because you're attracted to them. You ready now? There's several different layers as to why. The first kind of layer reason is, number one is, you like the chase. When we are living in a trauma bond and we feel unworthy, there's a little high we get in the chase, right? Because we get to work hard and put on our best foot forward and put on all of our amazing sexual manipulative skills of assessing a person's needs, using your empathic skill to know exactly how to fill that person's need. That's what my ex did with me. I was the emotionally unavailable one. She was the one for four years saying, "What are, where is this going? It was one of those toxic dynamics. She, it, it's kind of like this high because you get to prove your worth. You get to seek, you get to do shit that is like, whether it's sexual, in my case, it was like sexually being able to, um, sexually being able to, um, like, find this person's needs. Well, she was a former, um, you know, escort. So she could assess, she was like a chameleon. She's like, okay, who do I have to become? Who, what identity do I have to take on to be able to get this guy? 
and she turned into somebody into personal development absolved her old victim story empowered herself helped me in my business she got to work hard and then i was like okay i'm committed right there's a a deep validation that you get to complete when you get to chase for it that's the first one all right you get to prove your worth and seek validation all right that's why layer number one why you keep attracting them there's a high you get in the chase can you admit that can you own that that's true can you feel how upsetting unsettling it is for me to tell you this and for you to hear this if that's true then there's a truth there now I don't know you personally you could be watching a replay three years down the road on YouTube because we're gonna put this on YouTube it's universal to all of us there's no shame in it just own that you love the chase this is how you heal from it you got to admit it if you want to shift it <laughs> you got to call it out all right just write it in I really love I'm seeking validation externally I love doing it I get to prove my worth that's why when you're unavailable I can chase you I can work harder and then get little victories and then calm that little part of me that didn't feel enough for a minute until the next chase so you're a little bit addicted to that chase layer number two and reason number two it's your attachment traumas if you were raised in an environment where you didn't have a mother and a father that you had consistency predictability that they were always going to be there and you had the feeling that you had to you know your needs didn't matter and you had to put your needs aside and you had to put your needs aside to then take care of others that you had to work hard that you're not worthy of love just for being you just for being you you're not worthy of love just for being you that you had to work for love this is a familiar pattern this is an anxious ambivalent attachment wound if you're holding on to an unresolved attachment trauma attachment wound then you are uh, you are attracting what's familiar this has been always familiar you're gonna be with somebody who is like pulling away you're gonna constantly have to chase not predictable they're there one minute oh they don't talk to you for three months later and you're just sitting there waiting and just going hmm okay I'm just sitting and waiting when is he coming back when is she coming back that's like dad used to do that's like mom used to do so you equate that with love you're like that's what love is so your nervous system is completely confused and will pull towards that familiar longing feeling that's the second reason why you're constantly attracted to unavoidable women or men it's not because you're attracting it's because you're attracted to a safe relationship will not feel a safe relationship will be boring to you that's not love it's safe this person's there they're there all the time boring go give me somebody who is gonna pull away so I gotta work for it prove myself just like dad used to do just like mom used to do and because it's familiar it's in your body going to talk therapy many people think oh here it is again I'm gonna go see a therapist it's not a waste of time but 
Mm. It's just going there and having you repeat your victim story. Having you repeat your victim story and they say, there, there. It's because of your mother, because of your father. And you go, yeah, damn it. Uh, see you next week. Repeating the same story. Five years later, you're still having the same patterns. Talk therapy is not enough. You must dig in and actually heal those wounds with the right tools that actually work that aren't just cognitive but actually body-based and somatic as well. Number three reason why you keep attracting and are attracted to unavailable people is because it is, if you grew up with this chaos and this unpredictability and this, you know, your mother was an alcoholic, your father was an alcoholic, they had all of their addiction issues and they had their codependency, they had an insecure attachment, there was codependency going on between them and mom wasn't around and all you saw was just freaking toxic cycles, there is a there's a little bit of like stress hormones of cortisol that are confused with love so you feel what happens is is that you feel that stress is love and the stress becomes arousing <laughs> let me say that again i know it sounds fucked up but it's actually neurobiology okay right the neurobiology is that if you grew up with stress and chaos, that's what love is. So you're not going to be with somebody safe. In my last relationship, I remember, she was the one, I was the unavoidable. I, I was the, excuse me, I was the emotionally av avoidant. She was the anxious attached. She was constantly, when, when, when am I going to? And I was just like, fucking, ugh. I felt trapped. It was just both codependent. I take full responsibility. But I just remember uh, when things were good and I started doing healing work and was able to regulate my nervous system and she would get all, um, she would get all volatile and I wouldn't buy into it. After I started doing my healing work, she would get all anxious and create all this drama. I was able to see through it. I wouldn't buy into it and I was just chill and I remember her kind of like getting jittery going, things are good right now. I don't know what to do with myself. And I'm like, you're addicted to the drama and the chaos, aren't you? I knew, I knew that once we healed this, the answer would come. The, the, I, most of the time people message me, I'm like, should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go? I don't know. Which partner should I choose? I'm in this limbo. I'm like, if you do the work, the answer will come to you. So I started doing the work. She didn't. And as soon as I was able to self-regulate, she would go into volatility. She would start throwing shit, and I would just be like, no, I'm not going to actually engage with this like, like I used to. And, and she, that would piss her off because she wanted – it seemed like – and she said, I just – it feels safe. I, I mean, uh, I, I feel like I, I need to create this chaos. And I'm, now I understand, and I'm like, yeah, you're addicted to the drama. Stress equates to love. A safe place is boring. And so, you know, no chaos is boring. And, and stress, the push-pull, is kind of arousing. <laughs> it was for me. So we would go through these cycles, and it was abusive. We would go through these cycles, and it was so arousing. And so until I then healed from my attachment wounds, until I worked on the part of me that 
felt insignificant, that felt they had to work for it, that felt until you address the part of you that had to work for it and heal from those attachment traumas, then you will forever be trying to choose somebody who finally gets you and can't commit to you. And they won't. They won't commit to you because they only will commit, the other person will only commit to you to the degree that you've committed to, to, to you. They won't commit to you because you won't commit to you, right? Tina, you've, I've heard you say your story. I've never had safe love demonstrated to me. I think I've had maybe five or six. You've been on five or six webinars, right? You've said that story time and time again. The problem is repeating that story feels good for the moment, but it's not going to get you shit. <laughs> it's actually going to repeat and perpetuate it until you just stop telling your story and actually commit to the healing of it and make that your number one priority because unless you do unless you just completely go all in in solving it there's something you're getting out of the story i'm calling it out there's some sort of a need that you're getting you get to feel important you get to feel significant you get to have people say oh poor you sorry I don't buy into that. Just keep watching your webinars, keep listening to your podcast, and keep avoiding the necessary work like most people do and hope that someone's going to finally see you. I'm here to tell you nobody's here to rescue you, and I'm not saying it just to you. I'm saying it to everybody. What's personal to you is universal to all of us. The good news is when you go all in and healing those attachment wounds, what happens is you don't worry about what other people are choosing you because you are good to salt you are good to heal yourself how to solve it you got to master nervous system regulation you got to clear your past grievances and heal those attachment traumas when you do those two things you all of a sudden create a safety in your own body. The safety that you've been looking outside, the safety and security you've been using men or others to get, you must create it from within. There is no bypassing this. This is everybody's duty. Yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, it's hard. But living a life with incomplete attachment traumas is fucking unbearable. But when you take the time, you invest in yourself, you make yourself a priority, all of a sudden you're sending a message to the universe and declaring your value. You're saying, no, I'm valuable. I'm valuable. I'm valuable enough to invest my time and effort and energy and resources into. And I'm worth it because you've been so diligent in pointing fingers. Like I got that long email from that individual. She's just telling her victim story about my client. And I was just like, there's no responsibility there. What, like, like, all, all I wanted to do was, you just spent three, you just spent, I don't know, an hour writing this email to somebody for somebody who doesn't really care about you? What, like, what does that say about you? What does that say about you? Like, how about addressing that? Maybe if you address that, you wouldn't have guys just not really care about you because they here's the here's the aha moment and this is going to be uh 
it's not that unbearable, Tina, because you've been repeating it since I met you. Okay, and there's a possibility to heal if you're really serious. I'll show you. I'll I'll I'll, I'll kind of let you know what that is. But what what happens is you then make a declaration that I am valuable. I'm not seeking it outside of me anymore. I'm going to create it from within me. Those are the attractive people. When and I'm an avoidant. Soon as I met Diana, I was dating several, being the avoidant, unattached. And she basically, after a few weeks of dating, I told her I'm dating other people. She said, oh, hmm, I really care about you. Like, I really like you. Like, I feel like this has amazing potential. Like, like you're one of those guys that I would love to, you know, like I, I could see myself with. Uh, but I'm not available for anything other than full mutual one-on-one -on -one, like not dating other people and so I understand and it breaks my heart but I'm gonna have to say goodbye and I was like what wait a second hold on what do you mean what are you talking about <laughs> she goes no I, I love you I feel like I care about you and I just I don't want to share you with anybody I want the, the type of relationship I'm looking for that doesn't happen so she was willing to let go I'm like whoa that's rare most women are like okay and then secretly like i'm gonna change him admit it you do that <laughs> and she said all right just here's what i'm asking i'm just asking you one month of just not distracting your attention with anybody else just me one month and if you don't like it then you can go back to your other people and i was like fair enough and that was a couple of years that was a year and a half ago <laughs> and now we have a and now we have a beautiful absolutely beautiful baby boy Dominic and we're married and I mean raising a two-week-old isn't easy lack of sleep you know I look a little tired you know I can see it she looks t she hasn't slept properly in two weeks and we're still like playful we're still like there's a secure attachment there's a mutuality there and um, she was one that worked on healing her wounds. And I was like, that's somebody who values herself. She's worked on herself. She's invested in herself, you know. And so now we have a, a, an amazing relationship. And it, it continues to challenge me. We continue to grow. Uh, it's not, you know, a finish line. We have conflict. We don't, you know, get along 24-7 all the time, especially after having a kid. I'm, it's like a real... Uh, it's it's real. I have a women term. Watch the rest on replay. I'm serious about healing it. I do love you. You get deep into my soul. Yeah. Cool. So, healing those attachment wounds. Where do you begin? You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast. Designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work.
there's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Where do we begin? Well, you begin with the breath. And when I started this path, I went from a toxic codependent cycle where I was the avoidant, I wasn't the anxious attached, but I kept attracting the same cycle. So it's just the same shit, <laughs> different labels. Uh, it's just attachment wounds. And so I decided to master the art of healing my attachment wounds. And I created a methodology that involves breath, that involves the body and the cognitive that helps you address the specific wounds, the patterns, and you get to see it. I have an event coming up actually on the, I believe the 17th or 18th. I just left a link in the comment section. Check it out. Uh, watch it. Look at all of the testimonials. Just read the whole page. Just watch all of like the people who literally have done it. <clears throat> this is the beginning of your healing because the, the transformation of this is not finding the right partner. The transformation of this is becoming the right partner, which is to give yourself access to going inside to uncover the very thing that's been blocking you. And this breathwork and badassery workshop, it's only 47 bucks. And it's three hours long. And by the end of it, you will come face to face with the very core wound that you will now know what to heal moving forward. That's my guarantee. There's a money back guarantee is that after you're done, you will be confronted and be able to see the exact core wound, the exact core wound that has you repeating the same patterns, the exact core wound that has you not valuing yourself, the exact core wound that has you thinking that you're not good enough. All right. We all have it. This is this is our neurolo neurological foundation all started from our attachment to our primary caregivers, mother and father. And the style, the attachment style, if you had a parent that wasn't consistent, wasn't permanent, that you were like, all right, which version of, which version of mom am I getting today? Let me know if you know what I'm talking about. Which version of mom am I going to see right now? Geez, I have no clue. And you were just like hyper vigilant. And you had to put your needs aside to take care of an emotional incest, they call it, where you became the surrogate partner to your mother or father because they couldn't handle their fucking emotions. And because nobody taught them, they didn't have these tools. They didn't learn what I'm about, to, what I'm teaching you. This is what I'm, I'm, I did this work for the benefit of my child because I didn't want. Dominic to grow up with attachment trauma the way I did. And evidently, this is the real epidemic. This is the pandemic that's going on that's actually affecting your health. It's affecting your business. It's affecting your personal life. I have cases where clients of mine are so stuck, like powerful businessmen who have businesses making hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. And when, when they get into relationship, they become like five-year-olds. They don't know and they can't decide and they're addicted and they're sedating themselves and they're numbing themselves and they're becoming avoidance or they're totally codependent. 
And doesn't matter how much of a boss you are at work, if you're not able to hold down a secure relationship at home, you're not living your potential. Because I believe that a secure attached relationship is your birthright. It's it's your it's your it's your birthright to be able to have a situation at home that feels safe. And when you do, all of a sudden you can channel your energy into creating in the world because you have home base on lockdown. And it's been hugely transformational for me to be able to it's my greatest accomplishment on this on and I've done a lot of cool shit. My greatest accomplishment is creating a secure attached relationship at home. Because that's the foundation for everything else. In my faith in the Baha'i faith, which I was raised in, they said that um, marriage, like the family, is uh, marriage can be a fortress for well-being. Unfortunately, because of the modeling that we've had in our lives, marriage then becomes wasn't a good marriage wasn't modeled amazing for me. So it definitely wasn't a fortress for well-being. It was a it was a uh, a playground of two children bickering at one another uh, and that was what relationships were modeled for me and so I was like there was no no wonder why I m repeated that modeling and that's why it's not your fault none of this is your fault the first half of life is a giant mistake we're just awakened to the fact that our unconsciousness then creates all this chaos and it's on us to have our wake-up call. Usually my divorce wasn't my wake-up call. I kept going with the same patterns. And then finally, I then uh, have a toxic relationship breakdown. I use that word loosely. It was wounded. We were both at, at, at each other's throats. And uh, I had to wake up and say, okay, it's time for me to heal. It's time for me to stop distracting. It's time for me to stop pointing the finger and start looking at the three fingers pointing back at me and then addressing why I was the perfect person to keep attracting those same things. Why? This is your question. Why am I a perfect match for unavoidable people? And the answer is you get to prove your worth and seek validation. Your attachment traumas have you pulling to the familiar because you didn't have a parent that was emotionally available so now you've equated that to love emotionally available people isn't love it doesn't doesn't even turn you on but you get really turned on by the emotionally unavailable and their stress the chaos is cortisol and adrenaline in your ner nervous system you've equated that to love and you become addicted to it and it's not your fault but it's your responsibility because your health your life, your family, the way that your children are, that's on the line. And the reason why I do what I do is because I stand for healed families. And the work we do with our clients, we transform families by healing those attachment wounds and then restoring integrity where it was broken, by dropping the victim blame, by, by dropping the, the, the victimhood, by dropping the blaming, not even victim blaming, because I can't victim blame because it's not even your fault. It's nobody's fault. When you look at it from an overview perspective, you can now change a step in the dance, and it's all up to us. So follow that link underneath, and we would love it if you join. Like those of you who are coming already, we've had the most enrollments for this event ever, and I haven't even been promoting it. People are talking. Check out that link and read the entire page and watch the video and see yourself 
in this conversation see where you fit in and what i'd love to know you'd fill out a little form in that and it finds out where are you stuck what's your pattern describe your pattern because if i have a little bit more information during the workshop i can make sure that your needs are met that's my commitment to you and it's a money-back guarantee if you don't absolutely love it no questions asked see you no problem refund so hopefully this was useful for you. Let me know of your comments. What was uh, most triggering? What was true? Did you agree? Did you disagree? Do you think I'm a piece of shit for even saying it? I want to hear it all. I understand. I chose this profession. I chose this line of work, uh, not because it was safe or comfortable, but because it was the truth. It was healing. Uh, I wanted to go upstream. People with chronic pain, chronic health issues, cancer, multiple sclerosis, uh, autoimmune. It was unresolved emotions from attachment traumas. So I'm now becoming, my vision is to become the world authority on interpersonal trauma. And uh, I've been a chiropractor for 20 years, and now I'm kind of moving on and becoming a somatic experiencing practitioner so that I can sharpen my skills to help people to get to the root cause of the root cause, which is unresolved interpersonal trauma. And our programs are all designed to help guide people into that true healing. Not just talking, not just see you next week and tell me your little story, but actually getting into the nitty gritty and getting uncomfortable, telling the truth and healing. See you at the next perfect time.